sometimes we have integrals that we have even no hope of trying to find them, at least at this point. t to the fifth times a cube root of t minus 1 dt. Now, kind of ignore these little, don't look at these for a second. This is not exactly an easy integral to find. However, sometimes there will be uses for taking the derivative of an integral, if you can believe that. And so this example we're going to come back to in, a, in just a second. The problem is find the derivative of g of x if g of x is called the integral from negative 3 to x. That's strange. We have a variable in the limit. t to the fifth cube root t minus 1 dt. So this is all a bunch of crazy notation. And when we get to the end of this, you're probably going to kind of shake your head and say, what the heck was this? Because it kind of goes around in circles a little bit. So let me show you the formula that is the derivative of an integral, of a definite integral. It's over here. The derivative of the definite integral with respect to x, the derivative of a to x, f of t dt. Now, we just call this a dummy variable. It could have been f of v dv or f of u. Well, anyway, it could be anything. So I want to get the derivative of it. Now, the interesting result is that if you're differentiating an integral and your lower limit is a constant, a, and your upper limit is the variable x, and you're differentiating with respect to x, turns out that you get the result by just taking the function and plugging in x in place of whatever your dummy variable was, in this case, t. So I replace t with x. And that is, believe it or not, the derivative of the integral of f of t dt from a to x. Now, we can actually verify this without too much trouble. In fact, I think we can call this one a proof. Let g of x equal the integral from a to x f of t dt. Now, the reason why we're calling it g and not capital F is because suppose we want to call the antideriv- an antiderivative of f of t something. Let's call that capital F. So we're going to call capital F of x an antiderivative of f of t, capital F of t, I think I might have said x out of habit, capital F of t. Then the integral a to x little f of t dt is what? Using the fundamental theorem of calculus, the integral a to x of little f dt is Given capital F of t, isn't that just capital F of x minus capital F of a? So what is the derivative with respect to x of a to x f of t dt? That must be the derivative with respect to x of f of x minus f of a. So I just write that. 
Now let's just look at the right-hand side. Because the left-hand side is what I'm looking for, right, as my result. What's the derivative with respect to x of capital F of x? That's capital F prime of x, right? Minus what's the derivative of a constant? Still 0. Good, that hasn't changed and won't. So the derivative of a constant is 0. So when I differentiate capital F of x, I just get capital F prime of x. But what is capital capital F prime of x? That's the derivative of the antiderivative of little f. So I told you this would make you nuts. We're going around in circles, because if you differentiate an antiderivative, you get back where you started, and that's little f. But it's not little f of t anymore. It's little f of x, and that is what the formula, the theorem, says. The derivative, going back to the beginning, the derivative with respect to x of the integral a to x f of t dt is just f of x. And they also call that g prime of x. Now, the most important thing is to know when you can use this, because the actual technique of evaluating the derivative of this definite integral is so simple that you almost think it's wrong. (laughs) So what's important to notice is you're differentiating with respect to this variable, in this case x. You have the limit of integration, the upper one is also x. You have a constant down here. Any constant. doesn't have to be 0 or it doesn't have to be a. Any constant. Could be k, right? f of some other variable, d variable, whatever those, those need to match as well. If you're differentiating with respect to x, the result is just plugging in x in place of t. And you'll notice you never need to know what the antiderivative of f of t is. Why is that useful? Do you remember that problem we just looked at at the beginning of this part, this section? Find g prime of x if g of x is the integral from negative 3, constant, to x, t to the fifth, cube roots of t minus 1 dt. I have no hope of knowing what that antiderivative is. But fortunately, it doesn't matter this time because I'm looking for the derivative of the integral With respect to x, I've got an x here, I've got a constant here. So all I have to do is say that is g prime of x is, take a guess. Place a t, it's really that easy. I put an x everywhere. So I have x to the fifth, cube roots, x minus 1. I don't need a dx, and I don't need a plus c, because this is a derivative, right? And the derivative of a constant is 0. So this is it. g prime of x is that. So as long as your x is up here, you can do this. Now, I suppose, I hadn't thought of this until now, but I suppose if your x is down here, suppose you've got x to negative 3, t to the fifth cube roots of t minus 1 dt and you want to find g prime of x, what do you think you can do? That's right. Use the properties of integrals, right? You can take these two limits and interchange them so that the x is on top, and then put a negative out front. 
Now, it's the same thing as if you didn't do it and you just went about the proof. If you went about the proof um, that we just did for a to x using x to a, you'll get negative f of x when you're done. So it's the same thing as just putting the negative out there in the beginning so that the x is in the top part of your limit. That's g of x, capital G of x. So g prime of x now is just negative x to the fifth cube root x minus 1. All right, so there are some problems in the uh, homework exercises on this. More importantly, if you need this in the future, you'll know that you have it. It's not something that I do on a regular basis unless I'm teaching that section. But it is a useful result and sometimes used in proofs coming up as well. So um, I hope that's clear. And um, we'll be going on to the calculator section next. And by the way, if you're feeling a little shaky on these substitutions with the limits, We are going to be doing more examples in the next couple of sections. We'll be teaching some new stuff as well, but then we'll be falling back on the same technique of finding a definite integral, sometimes using substitutions and change of variables and all of that, and the properties.